Happy Pentecost. Happy birthday to the church. Please be seated. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the story of the first Pentecost, the 50th day after Easter in Acts, has become a little sensationalized in today's church. We bring out the flame red hangings. We wear bright red to church. You should see my socks. We fly the dove in and out of this particular church. Thank you, Dave, for being here today. In the past, we've read portions of the story in as many different languages as we can. And Ellen was a little disappointed that she wasn't going to get to read in Spanish this morning. Today often takes on a sort of festival atmosphere. A party or a picnic usually ensues. And then tomorrow or next Sunday, we go right back to normal, back to the usual routine. Where's the Spirit? It's fun to have this day to celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we don't want to linger in it too long because there are some responsibilities that come along with the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We'll talk about those in a few minutes. And those responsibilities can make us feel a little uncomfortable, just as we might feel uncomfortable if someone was actually speaking in an unknown tongue here in our church. But what is really going on in this scene with the flaming tongues of fire lighting on all these people and the disciples? This monumental event in the life of the Christian church took place in Jerusalem on the Jewish Harvest Festival of Shavuot. Everyone from all over the known world was in town. Parthians, Medes, Judeans, Egyptians, Libyans, Romans, Arabs. And they all began hearing the disciples speak of deeds of God's power in their own language. The Galileans were not known for being particularly literate. Think of a gathered conference at the United Nations with each delegate hearing the proceedings in his or her own language with that funny thing hanging off their ear. And there is no divisiveness among the speakers or the hearers. There is a little skepticism at the beginning. They are drunk with new wine. Oh, they were inspired, literally breathed into by the Holy Spirit of God to testify to God's goodness. And there is a universality to what is happening on that first Pentecost that comes right down to us today in the 21st century. Through ordinary human speech and ordinary human action, the Holy Spirit establishes unity amid diversity, a fulfilled promise from God that all can trust. And all these years later, there is no diminishment in the Holy Spirit of God. It is indeed a spirit of abundance. 
God's economy is always about abundance, not scarcity. Mercy, grace, forgiveness, love are all present in abundance through the power of the Holy Spirit. Later on in Acts, there is a radical social equality of those who receive the Holy Spirit. Young and old, men and women, slave and free, all receive the power of God to prophesy or see visions and dream dreams. Through the Holy Spirit, God comes to us in our very own bodies, speaking to us in our very own languages. That is partly why Jesus said he had to leave to return to his Father, so that the Holy Spirit, the Advocate, the Paraclete, could come and dwell with us and within us. Jesus assures us that he will remain alive, not only in the community, but also within every individual who believes in him. We don't have to be able to preach in any foreign tongues or prophesy like Billy Graham or preach like the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Sometimes we don't have to speak at all. St. Francis is famously misquoted as having said, preach the gospel at all times. When necessary, use words. We preach the gospel when we speak of mercy and grace, and forgiveness, and love. We preach the gospel when we show kindness and compassion. We preach the gospel when we stand up for and with those who are downtrodden or marginalized. We preach the gospel when we treat everyone we meet as if they were Jesus himself. So I've been thinking lately about our food pantry. Maybe it's the Holy Spirit working in me. Numbers lately are really down. We served eight last week. Eight. In one way, that's good. The economy is improving and government assistance is helping folks provide for themselves. That's excellent. But if there's another reason... Maybe that what we're offering isn't exactly what the people need or want. How might we change that or improve to make a better difference for them? When we did our survey a couple of years ago, one of the requests when we asked them what else could we do was to add fresh fruits or vegetables, paper products, feminine hygiene products, And through our current purchasing avenues, that gets to be pretty expensive. What if we looked at it from a position not of scarcity or expense, but of abundance? Could we, as individuals or families, partner more closely with the food pantry and provide matching funds to provide these needed items, or provide these items ourselves on a twice-monthly basis, a bag of apples or oranges, 
some canned fruit, a few heads of lettuce or broccoli, some bunches of carrots. And don't worry about what to do with the leftover fresh food. Either there won't be any, or the dynamic St. Peter's Creation Care team will probably be able to use it as compost. Could we provide a bale of paper towels or toilet tissue, some boxes of Kleenex, a couple of boxes of pads or tampons? People on food stamps or SNAP can't use those funds to purchase these more expensive items. But that doesn't mean they don't still need them. And even if you can't afford to help monetarily, could you spend an hour on a Saturday morning to come and be present with our guests, to greet them, to check on them, to sit with them while they wait, or to pray with them if they need it? You know, the Holy Spirit dwells within us all in our weakness. It will provide the words. You don't need a collar for that kind of ministry. The church, St. Peter's, is so much more than a provider of a simple social service. What can we do to be more fully the church in the world? To be an avenue of and to the Holy Spirit? Can we see visions and dream dreams of what St. Peter's could be and then work to make it happen? Part of the work of the Spirit has been to continue the work of Christ through the life of the church. The Spirit still speaks through the church and people of faith from a position of abundance. The Spirit will help make visible the presence of God in the church and the world from a position of abundance. Through the power and presence of the Spirit, the church is enabled to be a faithful witness of the presence of God from a position of abundance. God's mercy, grace, forgiveness, and love never, ever runs out. We can draw on the empowering presence of the Spirit to be a community that cares for and supports all persons in their time of need. The story of Pentecost is the story of how God works in collaboration with real people. People who are filled with the Spirit to work on God's behalf in their own world. As we come out of this pandemic, look around. As we come out of this pandemic, let us renew our commitment to embrace the power of the Holy Spirit moving in and through our lives to continue the work of God's church in the world, to share the abundance of the Holy Spirit, to proclaim the good news of God in Christ Jesus, whether we use words or not. Amen.